You're tuning in to Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart, supporting you, the healthcare professional, in reclaiming your health and personal power so you can thrive and feel alive. Get ready for a spoonful of inspiring information and insights to lift, soothe, and open your heart, allowing you to heal, restore, and transform your life. Here, we keep it real, raw, and relevant. Welcome to Dose of Deborah Rehab for the Heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deb Howell. You know, today I want to share with you an experience I had yesterday from when I first woke up with a sense of fear being physical. And then as I began my day to see my first patient, he came in feeling upset and shared with me that he had a nightmare and that he ultimately felt afraid because it was not who he felt he was normally. And this led to a conversation that I feel is important for us to have right now as a health professional working with very challenging and complex situations when it comes to mental health. And when it comes to helping people to be in their heart. And why I shared this with you today is because I recognize that we have our specialties. We have our scope of practices, correct? Yet, what we ultimately do is pass the buck. I've been in healthcare long enough to know this happens more often than it should. So that being said, getting back to the story of this, this gentleman, before I could even begin what I had planned for him, so as a physical therapist, I'm working with rehabilitation. And when you look at the body, when we look at the physicality and the functionality of life, it is not just a physical thing. We have to look at the totality, the mind, the body, the emotions, right? What brings all of us into living our life, experiencing our life, having our perspective on the experience that we're in. And when we have an agenda, when we have something, a process that we need to implement, that we have things that need to get done, if something shows up that's not expected, especially on the part of the, the patient struggling and 
we want to help that patient to move forward. And we still want to get the things that we need to get done done and to be as effective and efficient as possible. How do we do that? When the stress is elevated for both parties, because there could be a point where that patient is feeling anxious, as my patient was, and upset about a situation that he was uh, wrestling with, right? It was a dream. It was a bad dream. But what that dream did was trigger deeper, unresolved emotions. And what he said to me was, and, and one of the um, terms of endearment as far as how patients address me is Miss Deb, right? Miss Deb, Miss Deb, mental health is real. And people don't believe what I say. And the background to this patient's history is that he has a complex mental health history that his perception of reality requires that he have medical intervention, right? He has a psychiatrist and a psychologist and he's had a history of, of care, interventions and behavioral health. But what was interesting that he said to me was that he felt safe sharing with me because of the, the opportunity for him to feel heard and safe. Because he said this, he came out and said this to me, that he shuts down, he said, there are times when I just shut down. I'm not going to say anything because he feels judged. He feels that he's not believed. And in this realm of care, when clearly I'm not a psychiatrist. However, I've worked a lot with patients who are traumatized, who are depressed and anxious and in pain. This is this is a, a predominant aspect of what I am helping people through as I'm working on their physical, functional health and well-being. It, it's not off to the side. It has to be integrated into care so I can help my patients to move forward and I can be present with them. And how I do that to help them access their heart. And this gentleman, it was a beautiful experience because from my waking moment to spending time with him was to live out the reality that fear is physical, right? Because in his dream, his dream was acts of violence. It was very physical and very, a lot of volatility, right? And 
It had him in conflict with himself. It had him in conflict with knowing that the feelings that were riding in him were feelings that were being provoked and triggered by television because he had just watched a program that had to do with killing and murdering prior to going to bed. His personal experience, which has led him to having psychiatry and psychology intervention had to do with his own witnessing violence as a child and continuing into his adult life. So that has been an integral part of his life, violence. Yet here he was in a dream state, acting out in a violent way and waking up to feeling fear and conflict within himself. And teasing out what is needed right now. The assessment, is he in an emergency situation? Is he in a crisis situation? No, he was not. However, he was still in conflict. And we had a session to go through. And the most important thing in that moment was for him to have peace within himself, for himself. And so I say to you as a practitioner, how is this achieved? If the possibility of our timeline, our time frame on getting things done has us ramped up with feeling time pressure and the patient feeling pressured to uh, not be heard possibly or that, that um, uncertainty. And so for the best outcome possible, if we don't address this piece that becomes a barrier to get to the next piece, right? Then what is the, the point in what we're doing, right? It's to just do something to complete it or do something to be effective. Do something to have the best outcome. Do something that's going to be beneficial for the patient. And the charge is for the practitioner to navigate and have this dance and help this patient have this dance and to enter into the heart space where we drop into meaning because on the outskirts, we're feeling disrupted. We're feeling disconnected and confused, overwhelmed. All of those emotions are on a heightened level and to discern the reality of what is happening right now for us is to not fear ourselves and 
to trust that we can sit with ourselves in a way that feels in peace, that we can come to some sense of understanding that our emotions have value, that there's meaning to the things that we are feeling, and to explore that in a way that is not having us try to fix anything in the moment, is to be present and to accept where we are so we can move forward. This requires presence, the presence of the practitioner to help the patient be present to themselves. A presence of care that originates from within the practitioner that allows the patient to access their own ability to care for themselves. I want for you as a healthcare professional, as a medical practitioner, to appreciate the level of influence you have to empower your patients, to help them find peace, to help them discern in the moment, to accept where they are. And it has nothing to do with liking where they are, but it is allowing for a process of internal conflict to have some semblance of order and direction and meaning. Because at the end of the day, something deep within us connects us to this place that is wounded, why we feel this pain, why we feel this conflict. And in this place that is wounded, and in this situation was an unresolved wound, actually several wounds that were deeply impactful. How do we help people to be in that space, to be calm, to be present, to be loving, to be compassionate? How do we help our patients to be redirected, to get back on track, to help them focus their attention on what they want, on how they want to feel, and empower them to be in control that they have control. This originates with the practitioner to be present to themselves in a way that they hold that space. You hold that space for yourself. You're able to hold it for your patients. And in this space, there is no judgment, there is no criticism, there's no right or wrong. It's learning how to be, to embody a presence of love and connection and care to oneself that is mirrored.
there's more to this. And I provide support for healthcare professionals to challenge themselves on a deeper level as a professional caregiver. I've had to learn this. I've learned this through my own trials and tribulations. And it is a practice. And the complexity of healthcare and mental health concerns and, and the challenges that we have are real. And we need tools to help us, to help us in our personal lives, to help us in our professional lives. So I, I hope this provoked a little bit of thought for you and curiosity for you, because those are the things that help us expand, help us recognize that there's more. And it is a willingness to explore, to self-examine what that more looks like, sounds like, feels like, right? All the senses, we take this tangible, physical, right? Like I said, fear is physical except we don't have to act out in a physical manner, but we do require movement. Something that is tangible within. And we can learn this and we can help our patients to help themselves, to feel empowered, to feel in control, to have a sense of peace and purpose, to be able to move forward and to feel connected and to feel that they are truly cared for. So thank you for listening, taking this time. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Deb Howell and on my podcast, Dose of Deborah, Rehab for the Heart. I'd love to hear your views. I'd love to hear your challenges. And I'm here to support you if that is what your next steps are. So have a beautiful day.